Welcome to Ready to Lead, a show that gives you, the leader, tools, tips, and insights you need to grow your team, your company, and yourself. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Ready to Lead podcast. Uh, I thank you all for being here with us today. I'm your host, Richard Lindner, and joining me, as always, is the lovely, the talented, the ever-insightful <laughs> Coach Jeff Mask. Jeff, how are you today? I'm lovely, apparently. I, I like that. That's a, that's a great adverb or adjective to help me. Yeah. yeah, thank you. But yeah, welcome, everybody. We're so happy to be with you again. Yeah, and and look, today's topic I'm nervous excited about. I know I've, I think I've said that one before, but it's one of my favorites because my daughter brought it up and it kind of blew my mind about five years ago. So it's uh, it's a favorite of mine. This topic led to a, a major breakthrough uh, for me, and and I think that if you're listening right now, there's a really good chance it's going to do the same for you. If you are if you are just constantly drained, right? If you if you've said things like man, every time I fix one thing, uh, something else breaks. Does anything at this company work? Do, does anyone know what's actually going on? If you've said any of these things, there's a really good chance uh, that that today's episode is going to help, right? I know uh, when I've been working with our team members here, our our executive team, and even our, our up-and-coming leaders and, and 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 kind of middle management, which again I hate that term. This is something that that has has really been kind of a theme over the last couple of months, and it's even passed down to our to our mastermind members and Jeff through our conversations. I know that that it's with your with your different coaching clients, you know, right? One of them may be here. So <laughs> what we're going to break down today is kind of the pitfalls of always focusing on the underperforming. Right, so we are hardwired as humans to fix what's broken, right? Especially if you're like a, you know, I'm an optimizer. I get stuff done. We bounce mm-hmm. from one broken thing to the next, and some of us even kind of hang our identity on that, right? Some of us self-identify as is a fixer. If there's a problem, yo, I'll solve it. I think that's <laughs> a there's a a famous very line poetic rap song. <laughs> that may start out like that. What are Jeff? What are some of the 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 pitfalls of moving from one underperforming, whether it's product, process, or I mean, person? If we're being honest, right. like what are right. kind of the pitfalls as a leader of always focusing on the underperforming? Man, where where do we begin? I, I mm. would I would say first and foremost, uh, part of the outcome of that is just always feeling drained. There's never, it's tough to feel like you're getting energized with the work that you're doing. And the, and the analogy I like to use is the whack-a-mole game, where just as you solve the problem, you whack it, and then another one pops, another one pops, and you feel like, man, is there anything that's going right? And it has so much to do, as you said already, of where we're focusing. What what do we want to focus on? And, and unintentionally neglecting what's going well, because we can we can overlook what's going well and let it be its status quo because it's not broken. So it doesn't need any, any fixing or any attention therein, my friends is the damage. That's the danger. And that's where we're going to jump in. It's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's not hold back. Let's jump in. So (laughs) here we are. We're a leader. We're always focused on moving from one thing to the next. Obviously it's, it's draining, right? Like you said, if, if, if I'm a problem solver and I live in, 
this is broken. I fix it. Quote, and I'm going to use air quotes, quote unquote, mm -hmm. fix it. I optimize it. It's no longer underperforming. And my reward is I'm handed the next problem, either right. by someone else or by my own doing. If I move right. from underperformer to underperformer, obviously it's going to drain my energy. So one of the things that I'd, I'd like to make sure we cover is like, what do you do if you are in a season where you have to focus on those things? How do, right. how do you make sure that you are finding ways to re-energize through through mindset or other activities to get that energy back up so that you can sprint. Yeah, definitely. Well, let, let's jump into a framework. I, I think this will help. As those that are listening, I want you to envision a rectangle and we're going to divide that rectangle into thirds. So you've got 33% broken up. So third, third, third. Uh, we're going to call this the law of thirds. And no, this isn't the law of thirds in photography, though that's great. My wife's a photographer. That's a really cool law. That helps in photography, but in business, this is a little bit different. And Richard, you said, if you, if you're a fixer, the, the stereotype is that men are fixers. And I think in general that that can be true, but I believe also at work, this isn't a gender thing. This is a leadership thing, male and female. We're all wired at work to fix and to solve and to improve our, our teams, our products, our services, whatever it is in the business. So this is, this is universally applicable. So here are the thirds. Here's, the, here's how it's broken down. The top third, and if you are listening and you can draw this, I invite you to draw this with me. I think it'll, it'll help stick. If you can't draw and you're listening through exercising or whatever you're doing, imagine, if you will, this is, this is the breakdown. On the right side of the rectangle, the first third, the top third, are your high performers. They're the ones that when you're leading through change, when you're growing something, they're just, they're on board. They're, they're already leading agnostic of title. They're championing the cause. They're, they're lifting everyone else around them. And they're just a joy to lead. They're the ones you're just like, thank you. Thank you for just being on it. Thank you for living our core values. You're, you're amazing. So now we're going to go to the very opposite end of, of the rectangle, the left side. And the, the bottom third are the, the inverse of that, the people that are frustrated, that are super cynical. And I'm not saying they're the ones that are questioning the strategy. That's, that can be healthy at times. I'm saying the ones that are never looking at the good, always telling everyone why it's never going to work and sowing seeds of doubt and frustration and just toxicity. Those are the bottom, the bottom third. I call them the bottom feeders, if you will. That's kind of rude, but you get, get the point. Then there's the middle ground. The middle third are the fence sitters. They're not quite sure where they stand. And here's the problem. If you have those, the, your team broken down in those thirds, which typically is, is how it works, where do we as leaders focus? Back to the problem solving, we focus on the bottom third because they're frustrated, they need some TLC, they need a little bit more clarity, and so we invest time there. Why do we do that? Because they're loud, they're squeaky, and we're concerned that they're gonna have Everyone else be frustrated too, because we know the top third are solid. They're good, they're leading, they're great. Here's the problem. When we focus on the bottom third, two things happen. One, the fence sitters notice where the focus of leader is going and they start to gravitate to the bottom third because that's where attention is. People need a little bit one, one, more one-on-one -on -one time. They need more TLC. They wanna be in the know. And I think people do it subconsciously. They're not, they're not saying, hmm, how can I 
be a total jerk right now and get attention. It's just naturally what we do as human beings. We go to where the attention is and we, we go on where the focus is. So you, you unintentionally, by focusing on the bottom third, get more people that are now frustrated and, and unsure and, and they're just sharing all that negative talk. That's problem number one. Problem number two, you alienate the top performers. The, the people that are already doing amazing work. And so you'll get some of those people that might join the bottom feeding conversations that are frustrating and even more damaging and more detrimental is you'll get some of those top performers that'll leave. They're just frustrated with, with the situation and they're sick of the handholding of all the people that are just mediocre or frustrated and they don't thrive in that environment, so they leave. So some of you may be listening to this right now going, oh man, I can think of a time when this exact thing happened and I lost so-and-so. She was so amazing and I wasn't sure why, but now I bet if I were to go talk to her, this is probably a major reason as to why that happened. So I'll stop there. Richard, any, any thoughts or clarification you'd like to ask? Because sometimes yeah, I get excited and it's clear to me, but it may not be clear to others. <laughs> no, it's, it's very clear. And, and, and here's, here's what I heard. We are sometimes, whether we realize it or not, creating the fires so that we can put them out. Yes. Whether it's intentionally or subconsciously, it's happening. Our actions, like if, so if you're going, man, I just, I move from one fire to the next. I move from one issue to the next. I plug one hole and another one springs free. Whatever analogy you decide to use, good news, bad news. At some level, you are responsible for the perpetuation of the problem. Right. I think Dave Ramsey says, bad news, it's your fault. Good news, you're the solution. Right. <laughs> so here's what I would say. If you're focusing on and, and the big, big aha for me there is we are we are creating. Right. We're creating the habit of focusing on what's underperforming. So we're subconsciously telling people how to get attention. We are right. we are modeling how to get attention through negativity, right? Negative right. actions equal positive rewards. We got to rewire that, right? Yes. It, it makes me think back to Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, right? Mm -hmm. And and specifically in and around people, one of the quotes that, that I love is, you know, people are not your most important assets. The right people are. Yes. I That was a big break. That doesn't mean don't grow anyone, but when you're constantly focusing on maybe uh, trying to get someone who's an underperformer just to be bare bones minimum, just to be mediocre, just to be there, whether it's culturally or from a role like performance standpoint, what's happening to the ignored high performer? The one that you're you're in your mind, whether you're saying or not, like if everyone could just be like, if everyone could just be like Jane, if everyone could right. just be like Joe, then this organization would be great. Well, are you talking to Jane? Are you right. investing in, in her? Are you mm -hmm. challenging her? Or is mm -hmm. all of your effort spent putting her on a pedestal, comparing everyone else to her, either mentally or if, if you let it get away from you, maybe even verbalizing that. Right. But then you're, you're not giving them any time, any attention. You're not making them better. You're not taking right. them from good to great and from great to greater-er. <laughs> so I think the where where before Jeff moves on, where I would I would challenge you, and if you have a place to take notes and action items from this episode, one of the things that I would I would urge you to do is ask yourself, where do I spend most of my time? Yes. Do I spend it with things that are that are working, things that are truly important in the business, people who are who are 
who are productive and truly growing the business or do I spend it with things that aren't working, that are broken, people who aren't cutting it? And if it is truly 50-50, you need to swing that. If it's 75-25 and, and you're you're truly living that much in the underperforming, this one switch in moving that and flipping it, 75 to the to the performing, going good to great, 25 to the underperforming to try to optimize and challenge people, you'd be amazed at what happens. So jot that down as an action item before before we 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 move on to the next point. Beautiful. Okay. Love it. So now what do you do? With, with that law of thirds, you're probably already a couple steps ahead. You flip it, right? So you, you focus your attention on the high performers, the people that are excited and what happens when you focus your time with the high performers, the people that are on board, that are excited about it, those in the middle that are fence sitters, they're going to gravitate toward the high performers. That's where the attention is. That's where the energy is. That's where the the, the growth is happening and there's just a good energy around that. They'll focus. What happens with the bottom third? Well, some will also gravitate. Some will jump out of the, of the boat. They'll jump off the bus, whatever analogy you want to use for your, for your business, which is exactly what they need and what you need. They're not happy and you're sucked of energy and leading them is literally some of the hardest stuff that you're doing. And on Sunday nights, when you think about going back to the office or back to Zoom or whatever, wherever you are virtually, that is not a great feeling. But when you're leading the high performers and they're so excited to solve the problems with you, Sunday night actually becomes energizing, becomes exciting, becomes, wow, here's what I get to do. And be mindful, still stay focused at home, but at least it's not a dread and a, oh man, I can't, I'm just avoiding and now let me numb, my, numb myself with some alcohol or some ice cream or whatever it may be, whatever, whatever your drug of choice may be, that we kind of tend to do. When we focus on the high performers, energy flows there and and where where our focus goes energy flows and where energy flows that's where we grow that's a lot mm. of rhyming but it's true and and so so often we're focusing on what's broken and what needs fixing it's the same analogy of this when you find yourself always saying man i'm just so busy i have so many missed unread texts and all these emails and i'm just so busy uh, what we're doing unintentionally is feeding our ego that we're important and we're tired and we don't want to be busy, yet we keep talking about it and feeding the busyness. We're busy because we want to be busy, although we don't tell ourselves that. It's the same mm -hmm. thing with solving problems. Man, I'm, I have all these problems to solve. It's just so hard. In other words, what I'm saying is I'm so important. I'm so worthwhile. I'm so valuable. And man, the company really needs me. Whew, good thing I'm here. Whew, and a little bit of a martyr vibe that happens. Shift that mindset. And instead of having a little bit of glory and some, some bonus points or brownie points on being busy or being the fixer, switch it and switch the energy of man. It is so awesome. I have these people that are excited, that are on board to get it. I want to continue to grow them. And watch what happens as you have these high performers create more high performers from that middle crowd and from the bottom crowd. There's a study in Harvard Business Review that I like from several years ago entitled What High Performers Want. The first line says, high performers perform, they're 400% they're more productive than average performers. Let's just break that down a little bit. It didn't say 400% more productive than low performers. I bet that's more five to 10X more, 
but it's big. average performers is huge. It's big. So if you have a high performer that's literally doing four times more than an average performer, think of what else could be done and how much more profitable you can be, how much more productive you can be, how much more focused you can be, how much more energetic work can be, because you're focusing on the right things and the right people. That, that to me is just mind blowing. And too often we have mediocrity and average and, and less than average people that are there because we're worried if we lose them and it's hard and we hold on to that and it just sucks everyone dry of energy. Focus on what's growing, focus on what's going well and watch the energy continue to, to grow and to exponentially help everyone. That, well, you this can tell is I get that, a bit passionate about it. <laughs> this is kind of everything comes back to, to, to this category mindset. I mean, yeah. all of our episodes, it's totally. it's almost problem, framework, or solution. But none of that matters if you don't change your mindset. <laughs> so here's the here's what I love about you know, the visual of the law of of thirds. Is that what you is that what you mm -hmm. call it? Sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay. I kept thinking back to photography now, which I'm not a <laughs> photographer, so I don't know why that's. But anyway, welcome to my brain. As you as you think of that visual, a third, a third, a third, it becomes. For me, at least very simple to go, okay, if I'm looking, let's say the 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 left side is underperformer, right side is uh, super performer, right? Mm -hmm. It's just nice to think of like, well, what if I just turn the page around? If I'm mm -hmm. looking at a, a piece of paper, if I flip it around, then my focus yeah. is right. Or if I right. flip, so it is, yeah, it totally. is truly just taking focus from the left and giving it to the right. And if if we are the ones that are driving energy which shows people that if you want attention and focus, that you need to do these things. And these things tend to be underperforming. If you flip that, then you're pulling people totally to you. That's huge. huge. That just, I mean, it doesn't mean that you get to absolve yourself of the problems, but right. I think what I heard was the mindset of what is the root of you secretly enjoying having these problems to solve? Well, one, you're important, but two, and the one that I know that, that I've struggled with in the past is I'm, I'm needed. I'm valuable, mm -hmm. right? I, I need to know that I'm needed to, and, and if there are problems and if I'm the only person that can fix them, then there is a need for me to exist. I'm black boxing solutions right. organizationally. If I can switch that and say, when there, when, when everyone can solve problems, then I can solve the problems that, that, that haven't happened yet. And create more of me. I'm not a problem solver. I'm a. I cut problems off before they happen. Like right. whatever that is for you. How do you shift that mindset? I I listened to uh, just or, or watched a, a clip from a mentor uh, of mine and, and and Dan Martell just popped up on social media where he was talking about mindset and and self talk and that's something Jeff talks about a lot. But he was specifically talking of cigarettes and 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 food and said like the biggest shift for him. He used to be a smoker forever ago, and he's you know said I quit smoking, and just saying I quit smoking meant that every time he was driving home, there were thirty two gas stations and thirty two opportunities for him <laughs> to change that state. Because if he stopped and bought a pack of cigarettes, then he's no longer quit smoking, but he's not a smoker, not and more than just not a smoker. Same with food. When it came to like oh, there's a tasty treat sitting over here. There's a candy bar. There's a whatever. It was constant willpower to not buy a pack of cigarettes or not eat that junk food. But when he said, I'm a high performing athlete, 
that was his I'm a high performing athlete. A high performing athlete wouldn't eat that candy bar. A high performing athlete wouldn't smoke that cigarette. Therefore, right. I don't have to use willpower if I believe that I'm a high performing athlete. Right. It's self-talk. Beautiful. It's Beautiful. do you have to, if you can change the narrative in, on, on your own, then you don't have to use willpower because totally. if you believe the narrative, then, then it's like, that's who I believe myself to be would not do this. Therefore right. there is no struggle. So what is that for right. you when you're focusing on taking things from good to great or great to beyond great, like mm-hmm. to redefining great as an organization, as a person, as a department, whatever it is. Who do you need to believe that you are to change your inputs, to change how you're validated from a problem solver to whoever you need to be organizationally and and whoever you need to believe you are and become personally? Awesome. You just broke down the three R's of our mindset framework. Recognize, Mm -hmm. replace, recite. That's what it is. Recognize when we can, when things are off, when we're a little frustrated, when something's just not there, replace it with something more powerful. What you did in the replacement exercise is literally flip the paper. The yeah. bottom third goes to the, to, the, to the right and the top third and the left. We focus there first, boom, done. Then we recite out loud, this is who we lead. And in Dan's case, I am a high-performing athlete. That's his reciting mechanism out loud because the verbal, verbal is 10 to 50 times more powerful than our thoughts. Get it out. And it sounds hokey, it sounds cheesy, but the best of the best performers, go study them. They do this stuff. They do it all the time. And it's the easiest examples are athletes, but I've studied CEOs for a long time as well. They're doing it as well. CEOs that just seem to have it going on, that really seem to, to really quote unquote get it, they're doing a lot of internal work. And we all can do it. We're, there's, there's no one you know, that's listening to this that can't do this work. It's whether or not we choose to and whether or not we believe we can actually improve and make this happen. So great stuff. I, I really, I strongly believe on where we focus and put our energy will grow. And whether that's a positive or negative outcome is totally up to where we focus. And so let's just no longer focus on, on the negativity and the frustration, focus on the high performers and watch everybody else rise. That rising tide will raise all boats and everyone will choose to get better or they'll choose to bail out, which is what they need and what we need to continue to move forward, to accomplish the goals and to bless the people's lives that we've committed to to bless internally and externally, which is why leadership is such an awesome, awesome journey because we're truly affecting people's lives for the better if we so choose and if that's our intention. Good stuff. Absolutely. So here's what I would, I would leave you with um, today or challenge you with as, as we wrap up today. I would challenge you to replace. Replace, right? We're going to recognize that we probably identify as problem solvers. What are you going to replace that with? For me, I replace the need to solve problems uh, I, to, or to self-identify as a problem solver with I take things that are working and scale them. Awesome. Which one's more valuable organizationally? There's no question. There's no question. There's no question for you. There's no question for me. When you say it out loud, you're like, of course, that's crazy. Now, obviously, problems come up. The good news is I didn't, I didn't lose the ability to solve problems. <laughs> when I just don't look for them with every waking moment. I look for things that are working to make them work more, to make them better, to scale them. What, is your, what are you replacing with? How are you going to change your mindset from focusing on things that that are underperforming to focusing on things that are 
that are performing or overperforming. Those it. that that's where I'd challenge you today. And and Jeff, I want to say thank you, man. As always, there are so many great nuggets and and more than a few big aha moments in this episode. But I want to leave it to you. Close us out. What's the what's the big takeaway? What's the thing that someone needs to know if they are focusing on underperformers? Like, what is that last thought for them today? Look at why you're doing what you're doing. And when you focus on underperformers, they are inhibiting their ability and your ability to accomplish your big why, personally and professionally. So now go look at your calendar. Go look at your diary, whatever part of the world you're in, and focus and, and, and verify where are you focusing time and go replace that. Go focus mm-hmm. on the high performers, both products, people, processes, and go make them better versus spending so much time on those that are not, that are robbing you of accomplishing your why. That's the big problem. And that's what I, I invite you all to change. Awesome. Uh, solid takeaway, solid action items. Again, Jeff, thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. We want to hear from you. If there's uh, if there's an episode or a topic that you dive into, if there's something about today's episode that just was a big breakthrough or aha for you, or if there's something that you absolutely disagree with, believe it or not, we want to hear. So send Truly. us an email to feedback at readytolead.com so that we can hear from you, so that we can help you. We want to make sure that while we're never done learning to lead, that every day we can provide some insight to help get you ready to lead. So until next time, I'll say thank you. And Jeff, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Richard. Thanks for listening to the Ready to Lead show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform. And if you want to stay updated on the release of new episodes, be sure to hit that follow button. And Jeff and Richard, they want to hear from you. If there's an episode topic you'd like to hear them dive into, or something about today's episode that was a big breakthrough, or maybe even something you disagree with, they want to know. Send them an email at feedback at readytolead.com. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. We'll see you on the next one.